0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to a very special episode of the Curtain Call Theatre Podcast, the first episode of our Come From Away series, Welcome to the Rock. For the past three years, we've been bringing you closer to the people that make theatre happen, from London's West End and beyond. But rarely have we had the opportunity to take you on a real deep dive into a show like we'll be doing with this series. Bringing you not only behind the curtain, but beneath the skin of a show. Talking to the real life people that inspired the musical as well as the creatives and the cast. You're going to meet the writers of Come From Away.
2: You know, we came back from Newfoundland with 16,000 stories that we wanted to tell in a you know, in a 100 minute musical. The first draft was 100 hours. The director. Well, I had
3: been in um, New York during 9-11, so I had very unresolved and powerful feelings about what that event was. And I was so relieved that this was actually a show that brought so much kind of generosity and heart to that experience.
1: The cast. I have to remind myself, I'm that girl in that hit show that everyone's talking about. And if you didn't
2: know already, Come From Away tells the true story of when 38 planes and thousands of passengers were diverted to this tiny community in Newfoundland on the northeast corner of North America. And people were invited into uh, the locals' homes, they were given everything, fed, housed, uh, and people changed their lives there. They fell in love, Uh, they, they made lifelong friendships, and it's this extraordinary story of kindness set against the backdrop of this terrible tragedy.
1: You just heard the voice of David Hine, one of the writers of Come From Away. But how do they do it? Not just the writers, David Hine and Irene Sankoff. How did the entire creative team from Come From Away transform one of the most tragic days in human history into one of the most hopeful musicals ever to grace a stage? Find out in this series of Welcome to the Rock. Welcome to the Rock! From Away shares the incredible real-life story of the 7,000 air passengers from all over the world who were grounded in Canada during the wake of 9-11 and the small Newfoundland community that invited these Come From Aways into their lives. As uneasiness turned into trust and music soared into the night, gratitude grew into friendships and their stories became a celebration of hope, humanity, and unity. Come From Away has become an international phenomenon from humble beginnings as a Canadian high school workshop performance to a multiple award-winning musical currently playing on three continents. We were so lucky to be able to sit down with the creative team of Come From Away the night before the Olivier Awards here in London to discuss how they got on board the show and how much they were looking forward to sharing their collective vision with an audience. We were eager to discover what their journey was how they got from a high school stage to becoming an international hit. We started off by asking David Hine and Irene Sankoff what the genesis of the show was. Uh, our
2: friend now Michael Rubinoff came to see uh, uh, Wiccan Wedding and uh, started talking to us and reintroduced us to the story of um, what had happened out in Gander. We had, We'd actually been in New York on that day, on 9-11, uh, like a lot of us. Um, my cousin had been in the towers, but fortunately got out, uh, so uh, we were focused there. But when we were reintroduced to the story, uh, we started rabbit-holing on it and found out there was gonna be a commemoration ceremony and went out there.
1: David and Irene spent time talking to tons of people in the town of Gander, but were also in touch with everyone on social media
4: i don't know why they put up with us because like i would like write them on facebook constantly and just ask them questions about like you know for for the spca lady like what does the inside of a hold look like and what were the names of all the animals and she's like i don't know it was 10 years ago and <laughs> uh-huh. um but they were because the newfoundlanders they were so very nice about it but of course so were captain bass um who also answered every aviation question i had
1: they were absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of stories to be told you know, we came back from Newfoundland with sixteen thousand stories that we
2: wanted to tell in a, you know, in a hundred-minute musical. The first draft was one hundred hours, but you know, it was, it was very long. Um, but we had a lot of stories that we wanted to pack in.
1: the writers had their research, and now it was time to do their workshops and presentations. And just listening to David and Irene talk about the beginnings of this show, it's almost as if Come From Away was willing itself to be on stage.
4: So, uh, ours was the first show for the Canadian Music Theatre Project, and we had the good fortune to think that the show would never get performed outside of Canada. So, we just thought, okay, let's just do the best we can to honor these people who we have truly fallen in love with, like these unique people out in Newfoundland, and also like, you know, Captain Bass, and Nick and Diane, who like, you know, who are this this older couple, and we're thinking, oh, you know, if we ever did the show anywhere else, they'd want a young couple, and so let's just, let's just not even worry about it, let's just write the show that we want to write, that when these people show up, they're going to be happy that they saw it. We literally just you know, try to be as true to the people that we met as possible.
2: The first uh, presentation we ever did of it was, uh, we did uh, like 12 presentations at Sheridan, and then and then we took it to the Panasonic Theatre in, in Toronto for, yeah. for it was just a reading, and we only had 45 minutes of the show. We hadn't written the rest of it. We had no idea how it was going to end or where we were going with it. And, uh, and I remember talking to my friend and, and him saying, "This is, you know, this story is extraordinary." And, that, and I think that's what it is. It's the story that resonates with people so, so much. And, and we were like, "We have no idea where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. It's all smoke and mirrors." Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but what was what was fortunate was. Uh, I think the story resonated with a lot of people, and we kept getting opportunities. So we had this initial workshop, and then we sort of randomly re- reached out to Goodspeed and sent them a, an email, and I, I don't know whether it something had just dropped out or wh- what happened, but they said, do you want to be in our festival? Uh, and we said, oh, we can't, we have a conflict. And uh, our friend, Michael Rubinoff, uh, said, no, you need to take that, and, uh, and we'll just figure it out. And so we workshopped the show in Canada and the US at the same time, <laughs> with students Skyping back and forth uh, with each other. And uh, they knew when we were going to cut things far before yeah. we did. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, have they cut that song yet? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, and, but what was amazing was it was this show about cross-border collaboration, about you know actually students collaborating across the border. And it was really um it was really magic, and then almost immediately, someone came to see the Goodspeed presentation. Uh, Brandon Haldane and invited us to be part of the NAPT festival, and and from there, uh, we had this relationship already with Junkyard Dog Productions, our amazing producers. We had brought our first when show. It was the
4: relationship? It was really like friend of a friend said, "Can sure. you do me a favor and sit down and and have breakfast with these kids?" and and they did.
2: Right. Yeah. We brought our first show down to the Nymph Festival, uh, the New York Musical Theater Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, you know a friend of a, f- a family member had introduced us to Sue and Randy. And uh, they had not produced our first show, which was fine. Uh, <laughs> but what was amazing was uh, uh, when they came to Toronto to do Memphis, uh, which Chris directed, um, uh, they invited us out for breakfast to see what we were up to. And what we were up to on that actual day was we were uh, we were saying, Well we're just going out to Sheridan. We're working on a show about nine eleven in Newfoundland and they were like we'll never great. see you again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we presented we presented the show at NAMT and uh, and almost immediately uh, you know at what uh, happens at NAMPT is that it's a yeah. showcase for uh, producers and theaters across across the world. Uh, and afterwards, you you present your 45-minute cut of the show, and then you run outside, and you hope that someone will come and talk to you. And uh, And everyone came to talk to us, which was amazing. Um, but the first person there was Kenny Elhadev uh, from Jack
4: We were completely overwhelmed. You know, like, we had people from Disney talking to us, and we had, you know, people from theaters and... Towns I'd never heard of.
2: So we did a lot of talking with um, with a number of people who are interested in it. But um, I, I still remember skyping with Junkyard Dog, and we just laughed and laughed and laughed, and it was just, uh, it was it was just wonderful. You could clearly tell, like, it, it, this is going to be a marriage, and hopefully it will last for a long time, and it has. And they were really clear at the beginning. They were like, this is a show that no one can remember the title of. Uh, It's a show that everyone's going to call the 9-11 musical, and uh, it's a show that's an ensemble piece and doesn't really have huge stars. So they they were like, we don't know if this is ever going to go to Broadway, uh, but we really love the story and we want to tell it,
1: and uh, we trusted them. The couple had no idea how big the show could be.
4: We were just very fortunate that we never really looked too far ahead. We always just dealt with whatever... um, whatever was right in front of us. So if it was the getting ready for the, the, the festival at NAVT, we were like, OK, well, clearly no one's going to want to do this. So we'll just focus on doing this in New York as the best we can, and then we'll just get out. you know. And then it was like, what do you mean we're going to La Jolla? OK, fine. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just do this the best way we can. And then we're going to go yeah. home. And <laughs> so now I'm in London. Yeah. Now the
1: first part is a We'll soon get to the queasiest. I'll need you to repeat this mess. When you become a With the production happening in La Jolla, a creative team had to be assembled, and it was led by the multiple award-winning director, Christopher Ashley.
3: My producing director at, at La Jolla Playhouse was reading for Napt and uh, read the script. And she came into my office and she put the script down and she said, "You're reading this, and I'm not leaving your office until you do. And it's going to be the next musical we're producing, and you should direct it." Uh, so I read it on the spot. And she had a, there was a little CD in those days of uh, all the music, which I started to play in my car and really fell in love with it. And I know I had been in um, New York during 9-11. So I had very unresolved and powerful feelings about what that event was. And I was so relieved that this was actually a show that brought so much kind of generosity and heart to that experience. Mm-hmm. It really um, helped me personally. And uh, so we talked about yeah. uh, the show and you, uh, David and I bonded around uh, what it's like to grow up in a tiny, tiny town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was very interesting watching. So, and then very shortly thereafter, we went. we decided to work on it, and we went to Gander to do research mm-hmm. uh, in Gander. Um, And it was very interesting because they at the time they were both living in Toronto, but David always said, I'm from Saskatchewan, (laughs) which was a very nice calling card of, like,
1: small-town cred, and we met all the characters uh, and never looked back. With movement being a crucial part of the show, Christopher Ashley looked to someone he previously worked with, the Broadway choreographer Kelly Devine.
5: So I first learned about this project, I was doing a workshop at Goodspeed, is directing a musical, and they pick three shows, and they put us in housing next to each other in this really cute quaint town in the winter, and I have two people living next to me that are very friendly, and they've, they've written a musical, and we don't really know each other, but we're all gonna go down to the, it was like a classroom, or a rehearsal room, yeah. and you sit at a table next to strangers, and you, you, you basically fight over who you want in yeah. your cast. They're students, and they're wonderful, but, you know, you need that one guy that looks, maybe he could play 40. He's really, you know, (laughs) 17, but he's got a beard, so you're like, great, (laughs) we'll take him. So we were sort of going through this process and chatting and lovely, and I don't know, David has a story that I vaguely remember, but...
2: yeah, we we both wanted the same person, uh, and and at some point in the audition process, it came down to Kelly and me arm wrestling, and I'm idea. pretty sure that Kelly won.
5: <laughs> so and that kid is now on Broadway. So that's how we met, and then uh, we you know we got to see each other's shows, and I thought that their uh, musical was just fantastic and touched me and I was I was so impressed and then I got to see them do they there's that cabaret performance that you guys did oh, yeah. after mm-hmm. it the sort of to wrap up the uh, the two weeks there and um, they were just great people and wildly talented and I thought what a great show to put out in the world. And then cut to I guess like a year later or so, maybe a year nine. and a half later, something like that, I get a call from Chris Ashley And I was in Las Vegas doing Rock of Ages. I was in my little hotel room, and out of the blue, Chris calls. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I'm working on this new musical called Come From Away. And I was like, Come From Away, I love that show. And he's like, I wanna know if you'd be interested in doing it, and I said, absolutely. He's like, let's get on the phone with the authors. So that's how it came back around.
1: Now it was time to bring in a musical supervisor for the La Jolla and Seattle Repertory Theater runs. Someone that could take the sounds of Newfoundland and weave them into the story. For Ian Eisendrath, luck would have it that he was in the right place at the right time. I was just
0: the luckiest person alive, I feel like, (laughs) at that moment. Because you guys actually, there was another music director who'd done the project at NAMPT and Goodspeed. And and I was just going to be around to support and say hello. And I have known Kelly since I was like 23 and had great experiences with her. Chris, I feel like I've been circling for a while and always really wanting to work with, and the producers said, would you have breakfast with David and Irene? And um, you're going to really like them, they said, and I was like, okay, cool. And so right at that moment, that music director had another project. You guys were looking for someone, I think really just for the lab, just to like explore what this show is, and we had a lot of sweet things for breakfast, and yeah. realized that we all bond over waffles <laughs> and pancakes and coffee. I think we talked about the show, but the food was great. <laughs> no, and then we got, um, then he, we, I had gotten to know the material, and I, yeah, I think the thing that like captivated me was how completely, I mean, of course, the story, like the story, you know, was just unexpected and emotional, but I also, you could just tell this was gonna have its own. DNA, and it was going to be a brand new way of doing theater. And so, getting together with them and hearing about their vision for what the show would sound like, David has this vast background in listening to the music of Newfoundland, and he gave me his playlist, which I think I still I still have it. I think it's maybe like three or four days worth of music, <laughs> yeah. which I did listen to and fell in love with. And also, as started working with Chris and Kelly. Um, just like you couldn't have full costumes and you couldn't have full production numbers. I think we discovered the same thing about the score, that like the music functioned much more like a film, much more cinematically um, with that sort of documentary logic. And that became, I think, the joy was figuring out like all these themes and motifs and ideas. And... Musical sections that are songs, but they're just very short, compressed to the point, And how do they help establish location and story points and all of that? And those three weeks in Seattle were magical.
2: It was incredible. It, it was. I think we were we were nervous at first, you know, with the first production of a show. Actually seeing it mounted, seeing it move, mm-hmm. seeing it change, seeing it with lights and sets and costumes and and the actors who we cast uh, and. The first time it would ever be reviewed, we were really nervous, oh but my gosh, yeah. But we were yeah. just amazed, just overwhelmed by the reception. On uh, the farthest you could get on the continent, from, from Newfoundland, down in San Diego, people, uh, people embraced the show, like we couldn't believe they lined mm-hmm. up for three hours outside the show. The general manager there said she'd never seen it s- something like that since Jersey Boys. I think it spoke to the fact that people really wanted to hear a story about kindness. They wanted to hear a story about people being nice to each other, and it feels important to tell a story like that. From there, we went to Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C., we had the first opportunity
1: to bring the show to a town that was directly affected by 9-11. It looked like Come From Away was definitely making a huge impact in the musical theater world and it was only a matter of time before Broadway called. With only one more city stop in Toronto before heading to the Great White Way, the creative team knew there was one more place they just had to visit. Here's former Gander mayor, Claude Elliott.
6: I said, this has to come to Gander. We have to make it happen. And it took a lot of work, a lot of phone calls. (laughs) And a lot and and they really wanted to come to Gander I mean the cast themselves wanted to come the production company wanted to come they felt you know they would like to do this for the as, as a thank you to the people of Gander and the province because there's people here from all over the province today and tonight so it was a provincial thing so it's just amazing and not every day you get chance to dance with characters that's going to Broadway Action!
1: go to Broadway, it did. Following its Toronto run at the Royal Alexandra Theatre, Come From Away landed at the Schoenfield Theatre on Broadway, opening on the 12th of March, 2017. And how did director Christopher Ashley hope that New Yorkers would receive the show? So I've been a New Yorker for most of my life.
3: Uh, so I, I hope that New Yorkers will recognize um, in the week after 9-11, and the people of Newfoundland, how incredibly generous they were. I hope that New Yorkers will recognize that about themselves, too. I have never seen New York as kind as it was uh, from 9-12 and following. Uh, people just took care of each other all the time and asked how each other were, opened the doors for each other. There was, a, there was a sense of community, which is always under the surface in New York, but which came right out to the top in that week. Um, I hope that New Yorkers will recognize the respect that we feel uh, when we tell this story for the people who gave their lives, um, the respect for the people of New York, the respect for the people of of Newfoundland, um, and I hope the New Yorkers will feel that this is a story um, about kindness at a moment where it's hard to be kind.
1: Well, the people of New York loved it, and so did the critics. The rave reviews for Come From Away kept rolling in after opening night, with Ben Brantley of the New York Times making it a critic's pick and saying, try, if you must, to resist the gale of goodwill that blows out of Come From Away, the big bear hug of a musical that opened on Sunday night at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater. But even the most stalwart cynics may have trouble staying dry-eyed during this portrait of heroic hospitality under extraordinary pressure. And Peter Marks of the Washington Post wrote, The lump that forms in your throat in the opening minutes of Come From Away, and remains lodged there for a hundred buoyant minutes more, is the physiological confirmation that this effervescent musical, enveloped in Canadian goodwill, is an antidote for what ails the American soul. And with that, the West End transfer was announced in June 2018, with a short visit to Dublin as a sort of European tryout. The tour was formally introduced to the press at a party hosted by the Canadian Embassy in London, with some words by David and Irene.
2: When we first started Comfort Away over six years ago, we thought that the only people that might perform it would be Canadian high school students who would be forced to do it. But instead, what we found is that this incredible story is universal somehow. It's a story about how we all felt on that day.
4: We've seen that no matter where people come from, they all connect to this in the same way that we did when we heard the story in the first place. Because we all wanted to be able to do something that day. We all wanted to be able to help.
2: People around the world are hungry right now for stories about kindness. And this is a story about people coming together, which is needed now more than ever before. It's a story about the world coming to a small town, and we can't wait to share it with the world.
4: (laughs) We're so excited that Come From Away is coming to Dublin and the West End. Welcome Welcome to The Rock, Rock. Europe.
1: The cast announced that day couldn't wait to get started working on it. We later caught up with Rachel Tucker, who plays Captain Beverly Bass in The West End, who went to New York to get some early research in.
5: But now, I did see the show on Broadway in September. So I was that audience member where I couldn't wait to stand and clap. I was ugly crying. I had snot bubbles coming out my nose. I'm not ashamed to say it. It moved me and my husband so much. It was the best piece of theater we'd Mm. ever seen.
1: On their return to London, I asked cast members how the show went down in Dublin.
6: They went that mental. Like, <laughs> I think the one, the wonderful thing about Irish audiences, I've been very lucky to work there a lot, obviously because it's home. And, and the wonderful thing about Irish audiences is that if they love it, they really, really Lo- love it, and they will show you. And they will show you. And it's, it's dubbing is all word of mouth. If yeah. they don't like something, no, one, no goes. one goes. I've been in
1: those shows. <laughs> yes. They
6: don't like it, no one goes. Just yeah. you. So, yeah. And so, hello, hi, mom. But it was, it, it was phenomenal. I, like literally couldn't from day one, we were like. I, I couldn't it was get like, my family like to see Wembley the Arena. The I Neither did mine. I had to literally beg, borrow, beg. And steal tickets because my so family are so. all like, "Ah, oh, we'll go and see him." I know, right? Five, want will get tickets so you. Yeah, be, be grand. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, and so of course, don't. course so you know, don't. last week they're going, oh, "Can we see your show?" And, no, you can't. It's so live. We'll it. No tickets. So I found that there was a worry for me that they might find it they might almost be not insulted by it but a bit like hold on yeah. a second what are you Irish
1: doing Irish jiggy jiggy music you
6: know, it's this, this diddly eye music yeah. and, and, and funny Irish accents yeah. you, you know yeah. you, taking, you the taking the piss you yeah. bit yeah. so taking I think different.
3: in comparison yeah. to what we've heard now mm-hmm. the first 10-15 minutes in Dublin you felt and saw we could see a lot mm-hmm. of the audience mm-hmm. still can with a show them sitting back a little bit because of yeah. what David has just said mm-hmm.
6: right. I've never seen an Ar- Irish audiences like that yeah. ever really, in terms yeah. of just their no. I've never seen audiences react like that at the end of a show Ever, I don't think they've ever seen at the Abbey either. Mm.
1: You know. And what were the reactions like in London compared to Dublin?
7: Except, I think the opening night, our first preview was our kind of opening night. But yeah. that reaction of the audience, well, the gut thing that now Dublin. happens, yeah. now in Dublin, in Dublin, it, Dublin because yeah. it happened in Dublin, there were five hundred people at the Abbey, and they all it seemed to have an electric yeah, shock from the seat. We've not awesome. experienced yeah. that oh, oh. before. It was a funny, leap to their feet and a real. Oh, it was not a. Oh, that's quite a nice memory, it, oh, it, 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 it? was a roar. explosion. It was a when release. that happened again
6: in London, yeah. obviously it was just more people. So the sound was like <laughs> um, unlike anything I'd no. ever heard before yeah. in yeah, I I
0: my life. It, it was like it,
7: a gut, Yeah, it was quite it? overwhelming. Yeah. I think I had a little tear. I did. I still do yeah. absolutely couldn't believe it very emotional I, I, actually yeah I didn't want to take it I, for me I was just like okay that's just a first yeah, night. It's that's, never yeah, going to happen we again doing, yeah. with how many months now five seven months in five every six. single yeah. performance that Wall of Sound comes
1: yeah. after we finished the f- opening number yeah. the first preview here
7: we had the same reactions oh, yeah. but multiplied by two right. because right. it's about twice hey, a it it yeah. 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 it so it's was it was just, was, just t- was
1: it what was it the first preview was the most
6: bizarre experience everyone went It was, it was crazy. What we said, welcome to the rock.
5: (laughs) <laughs> and,
6: just, and we were a bit like, oh, my God. It's like being in a wind tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Just screamed, and we couldn't get it. I don't have ever took, heard that noise in a theatre before. Yeah, yeah it terms was insane. In of the end of a musical. And that's the end of opening, that was the end of
0: the opening. It's number. number. It, it, <laughs> like, in our first preview here. Yeah, and Clive being like,
6: OK. Clive had to literally, because he speaks <laughs> straight after the number, he had yeah. to kind of just like, guys, okay, seriously, yeah. we've got a whole show to yeah. get through, yeah, relax. He <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. had just to calm down. Just down. down. Yeah. Literally had to put his hands out and say, you know, anyway, show.
1: With responses like that from houses night after night, it came as no surprise that Come From Away garnered fantastic reviews in London to follow on from those on Broadway. Dominic Maxwell in The Times commenting See the show in the West End, and it takes all of 10 seconds to be in its generous embrace. You stay there for the next 100 minutes, laughing, tapping your foot, wiping away tears, feeling good about humanity. What a rare, welcome feeling that is these days. Five stars. It was not its only five-star review. And in a strong season for musicals, Come From Away led the way, along with the gender-swapped production of Company, with nine Olivier Award nominations, and taking home four statues on the night.
4: And the Olivier goes too.
1: Including best choreography.
4: Kelly, Kelly Devine Devon. for Come From Away.
1: And I want to
5: thank the town of Gander and all the surrounding towns in Newfoundland. They um, effortlessly showed the world how easy it is to be kind and so I just want to always remember that we should just be kind to each other so thanks this means the world. To me.
1: Best sound design
5: and the Olivier goes to Gareth Owen for coming
6: Away
1: Sound design is a collaborative
0: effort and non so non more so than the relationship between sound and music so to that end I'd like to start by thanking um, our awesome musical supervisor, Ian Eisendrath.
1: Outstanding achievement in music. And the Olivier goes to, I know, I know. Come Come from from Away!
4: Uh, Thank you to the people of Newfoundland and our friends from Away for trusting us to tell your story. Uh...
1: And best new musical.
5: Ooh, and the Olivier goes to, I'm nervous. I just saw them last night and they were
1: magnificent! Come from away! Come from away!
7: Um, Firstly, we want to thank and uh, congratulate all the nominees for making it such an amazing, diverse, challenging year of musical theatre, so thank you so much. Um, We want to thank our incredible cast... ...who shine shine so brightly eight times a week at the Phoenix Theatre. We want to thank our amazing creatives, and all of our crew, and our writers. We want to thank our partners, the Abbey Theatre. We want to thank all of our co-producers. Thank you so much. And finally, you know, we just want to thank the audience, because you're the foundation on on, on which this great industry is built. And every time you come into our theatres, you allow us to tell our stories and live our dreams. And thank you so much. And this is Sue Frost.
1: Thank you, thank you London for embracing this story, this show, Um, and I also just want to make a special thank you, shout out to the people of Newfoundland who remind us every day,
5: every day, lead with your heart. Thank you.
1: Not bad for a show that had hopes of hitting a few high school stages across Canada, huh? Join us for the next episode of Welcome to the Rock as we return to Gander to meet the real people behind the story of Come From Away, including all your favorite characters like Captain Beverly Bass, Sheriff Oz Fudge, Mayor Claude Elliott, and many, many more. They'll tell you what it was like for them when 7,000 people descended on their tiny community to offer hope in the midst of a global tragedy. So join us then, and we hope to see you soon.